Part of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. (laughs) Hey, everybody, it's Greg. I am back after taking last Wednesday off. I needed a breather, so um, trying out new equipment. Been farting around with this for a couple weeks. So hopefully, let me know in the discussion below if they can, uh, if you can hear me and everything. Okay. So uh, Heidi's in the house. Welcome. Uh, hopefully, more listeners. Make sure you share, uh, share the show, people. Share it on your timeline. I appreciate it, and much love and peace to everybody out there. Um, on this hump night, what are you doing tonight? You know, are you, you know, sitting, listening to the show, watching the show with your significant other, with your lover, with your partner? And have you ever asked each other uh, the dynamics of love? Everybody talks about love. I've talked about it on the show uh, numerous times. But what are the dynamics of love? Everybody, you know, what does it take to make a great relationship? What does real love look like, right? Does it like, oh, Greg, I love the way he uh, spanks my ass. You know, that shows me he really loves me. Everybody is different, right? Everybody is different in the dynamics. Maybe it's the way you're touched. The may, maybe, you know, for those gold diggers out there, maybe you're out there, oh, I love it when he buys me this diamond and buys me this new car, this necklace, whatever, you know. What does love, the dynamics of it, mean to you? Not only that, going to get into talking about... Um, maybe what makes a good relationship, what makes it work, and what doesn't make it work. And everybody said, Greg, you talk about this, you know, I'll often, right? I do, right? It's my job, my passion. But not only that, I'm going to get into more precise, more nitty-gritty aspects of what makes a good relationship. But more importantly, what are the signs that your relationship could last, right? And we talk, you know, everybody needs, you know, respect, love, um, maybe great sex, right? Maybe that's important to you. Maybe it is to me. I'm not saying, but you look at the issues. Now, everybody talks about, you know, trust, honesty, whatever. These are all words that are thrown out. Oops, sorry, people, that are thrown out. Ah, (laughs) that are thrown out. And hopefully, um, oh, can people see me again? Sorry about the camera. I got to adjust the setting. Sorry about that, people. I'm still here. But um, if you can, uh, I'm going to have to watch that. What up? Um, but you look at those situations and you look at, oh, Sherry's in the house. we got a lot of people coming in the house, which is awesome. So we look at um, the elements to what love is. You know, I mentioned, as I did, you know, trust, honesty, maybe compassion, Um Empathy, huge, right? We're going to talk about um, the dynamics, what makes a good relationship, what's going to make it last. And it might surprise you people because it's going to talk about the differences that you want, the differences you know, between you and how do you balance those differences out and also maybe what differences you can't balance out that will kill the relationship no matter if you try to force, you know, force feed them down each other's throats. And also try to force a relationship to fit a certain dynamic. You know what? It's bound for a disaster. Now, the second half of the show, we're going to try to jazz it up a little bit and talk about, let's face it, right? Some maybe sexy things going on. And as always, I want you to, you know, throw your topics down below. You got a question? Ask me. Throw it down below. You can also give me a call as you always can. At 313-614-9498, people, okay? So make sure you join in. Let me know if the video quality, the sound is coming across okay, and it's not all jaded and everything else, okay? So 
uh, we look at a real cool friendship first, then all the other things are just a bonus. You know what, Colleen? Um, is that truth, whatever? You can have a really cool friendship, but you know what? What if the passion isn't there? You know what? What if you live your life? Maybe you're happy with that, Colleen. You can live your life as roommates, and you look at the dynamics, and maybe, you know what? That's all you want. You don't care about the passion, the chemistry, right? Maybe you don't care about the sexual pleasure. Ooh. What's your take on that? I'd love to hear that as all. Well. Me? I want the passion. I want the chemistry. You know, you start off as friendship. I get this. And the old age saying is, you know, you start off as friends first, and then it meanders, you carry on. You know what? You can be friends. You can be great friends, but if the passion and chemistry isn't there, you know what? It's not going to be a relationship, right? You might have chemistry and passion for somebody else, but you know what? They're keeping you in the friend zone. And what? you know what? It's not going to go anywhere. And you keep hoping and hoping. It's going to change. It's going to change. Peace out. Chances are, people, it won't change, right? And I get, you know, there's friendships. They're out there. They have materialized. They have involved and obtained the chemistry and passion down the road. That is rare. I've said this a long time ago in a, you know, radio show episode I did a long time ago. I can't even remember right now. But I look at the aspect that you look at, um, you know what? Those are rare. It needs passion. It needs chemistry. You need some sort of vibe to kick you going. And I think the friendship can evolve, can grow from there, you know, as it should. Now, you need to like a person. Absolutely, right? Personality. We can talk about what makes a relationship uh, jazz. You know, what, what sort of makes it vibe? What makes it sort of vivacious in a relationship? You talk about, you know, we're going to talk about the differences in all those aspects big time. You know, but, you know, what about similarities, too? I talked about differences or mentioned differences. We're going to get into that. Hey, Chris is in the house. Welcome. <laughs> nice. Nice having you always, Chris. Nice you can um, chime in. Uh, always a struggle if one gives and one doesn't. Absolutely, Chris. But it looks like, you know, what happens if you both give, Chris, in a relationship? You both give. But it's not what the other one needs. You know what? You have someone, you know, I'm giving all, all I can. And you need to, you know, very religious. You need to go to church with me. You need to, you know, do that. And the other one isn't that religious. Those differences... You know what? How you handle those differences, if it's important to you, it's going to create a problem. That's what I'm talking about, the differences. You know, similarities, you know, the key elements, everyone talks about, you know, key elements you want if you both like sex, right? You don't want a huge difference between one likes sex, the other one, you know, could care less about it. That's going to create issues unless you are okay, you're the one that doesn't really care about sex that much. You're okay with your partner having an open relationship and just going out getting free booty, whatever. Are you okay with that? Nah, so if you are, I'm not judging. It's about you and what works for you, okay? So I want to get, you know, the other elements are, you know, the similarities, you know? They always talk about the similarities big time, right? What about opposites attract? And there is some truth to that. But severe opposites, and I'll get into balancing those out in a bit, but the elements are looking at, um, you know, similarities. They talk about same religious or spiritual views. Is that important? Again, it depends on the dynamic of the relationship. I'm going to tell you, um, similar sexual beliefs, that is a huge one. I don't know if I have to say that or anything else out there, or if you just assume that that's a big one in your relationship, whatever, because if the sexual, you're not on the same page sexually, sexual dynamics, beliefs, values, whatever you want to call it, um, there's going to be issues in the relationship. You know what? It's going to go right down the toilet. So it's huge to hit on those aspects. So we talk about similarities that are crucial to keeping our relationship uh, together, right? Especially if it is the essence of each individual. Religious aspects or spirituality. Sex, right? What about parenting dynamics, right? One wants to spank the kids' booties. The other one is all about being passive and letting the kids do whatever they want. 
you're going to have issues and chances are you're going to clash in a relationship. It's not going to work. So you have kids and then you're looking at, you know, a divorce or if you're breaking up and that's going to happen. Sophia's in the house. Hey, what's up? So we look at uh, always a joke or pun about 50-50, but it has to be 100-100. Chris, you know that. you We've been friends for a long time. Um, and you know, you know, my view on, you know, all about giving 100% to a relationship big time, but also giving that 100% to yourself. And it, it's weird because what about the difference? You have a giver, right? Okay. You have a giver, aka you have a doormat and you have a control free. Are those differences, those differences can work terrific, right? Once a doormat, once a control freak. And let's face it, that relationship probably could be good. I'm not saying it's healthy, but I'm saying that relationship could last a long time. I'm not saying the control freak is abusive, you know, physically, verbally abusive, but, you know, makes all the decisions in a relationship or marriage, um, always controls everything. And the doormat might be afraid, don't want to make any decisions. So it works out great. Those differences are crucial, right? The other differences are that, you know, will kill a relationship. We talked about the sex differences. We talked about the elements to where, you know, maybe religion, that could be a big issue too. Parenting dynamics. What about huge differences on the importance of family? Okay. We're not talking about the nuclear family that you're creating, boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, husband and wife. We're looking at, you know, what happens if you have a huge difference where, you know what, I could care less if I see my family and I want you to care less about seeing your family. Or you're one that wants to see their family seven days a week for three, four hours a day, seven days a week, and your partner is like, you know what, I'm cool with once, twice a month. Is that going to create an issue? Now, if you don't care about your partner spending that time, with you with your family and they're okay with you spending that time it's not going to be an issue right but chances are with the couples i see in my office this is a huge deal and it's a huge complication for a lot of couples because let's face it they get maybe both of them are stubborn and they look at you know they lose the essence of what is important is the relationship important or is your you know extended family your mother your father your siblings I'm not saying you diss those people, right? But there's a balance. And you look at the element to where, you know what, is that relationship or the new marriage, that should be most important. That's my belief. And if you don't treat it as such, it's going to be destroyed. It's, it's going to melt away. And you're looking at what the heck happened. And you're going to blame each other, right? Well, he wasn't family oriented. Uh, you know, she wouldn't, you know, always complain I was too tight with my family. And you're looking at, you know what? You both are, you both are right. But why do you bash each other, and why do you bash those elements to where? Oh crap! Sorry, people. Let me get this back. <laughs> the camera. Sorry about that. I gotta change, uh, get the settings, or figure out the camera. So we look at um, those elements into, uh, you know, what's going on. So if you have the family dynamics to where, um those elements come up, you need to be able to look at that it um, it's going to create an issue and it's going to kill your relationship. When you view, you know, say the importance and value of the relationship or marriage, we can use this as a huge difference too. If you have a significant difference that um, the value of the relationship or marriage, that is going to be a huge, huge issue. What if, uh, say you, you like to spend as much time as possible, okay, with your partner, right? And this cuts across. I'm telling for heterosexual relationships, lesbian, gay relationships, it doesn't matter. Cuts across all of them. Say, you value relationship that you want to spend as much time as possible together, right? Maybe doing things, maybe not doing anything, just cuddling on the couch, bed, watching TV, whatever. And your partner, you know what? They want to be, they're used to having a lot of alone time, very maybe solitude. And they think, the, you know, they value that uh, space in a relationship is very important to them, like a, a distance. They love from a distance. 
when you have that, it is going to be the relationship, chances are it's not going to last. You, one person, usually the person that the relationship, you know, closeness and a lot of affection, a lot of attention, that is what they need. That is what they want. And if they're not getting it, they're going to sell themselves out. And then pretty soon it's going to happen. They're going to nag. They're going to beg. beg they're going to plead. And they're going to badger the other person that views love, right? Definition of love as this way, that it's, you know, love from a distance, not a lot of affection. And you're going to sell yourself out and it's not going to last, okay? You're going to have issues where, you know what? That's going to create a huge aspect. So if you both view love as, you know, love from a distance, that you do your own thing a lot and then do, you know, certain things together, but you know what? You work a lot. You have your friends. She has her friends and, or family, whatever activities, and you're okay with that. And you don't want a lot of time together or you don't need a lot of time together, okay? That's fine. I'm not, that's, could work. Not going to happen. But if you have the two polar opposites, they're going to kill the relationship or marriage people, if it gets to a marriage and you're going to wonder why, the one that, you know, views love as not as close, not as affectionate, that the other one is clingy, they're needy, whatever, and that's not the case. It's just that you have two different love styles, if you will, okay? Two people that love spending a lot of time together, love doing maybe majority of activities together, love affection, they're going to be great. It's when you're going to have polar opposites that you're going to be, you know what? It's going to create a lot of issues, people. Okay? Um, yep, work, then time with my partner. Okay, we got someone. I want to make sure. Let me know, people, if the video, the sound, everything's coming up okay. And I want to give um, another shout-out. Give me a call, people. Don't be shy. Give me a call. Let me hear your stories. Let me hear your questions. 313-614-9498. Again, 313-614-9498. You can also enter your question down below. Cynthia. Oh, my God. Cynthia's in the house. Welcome, Cynthia, as always. Good evening. Now, throw out your questions about, you know, have you ever been in a relationship where you had you know what? You thought you were great together. You had so many similarities, but you had two, one or two main differences. And you look back at those in a relationship. Maybe you're in a relationship now or a marriage where you have these. Everything feels, you know, everything's great, but you have two major issues that create problems in your relationship, right? And you're like, and they're the essence of who you are. And you look at what, what do we do? And a lot of textbook therapists. Uh, you heard me say this before, I'll tell you, you know, you weigh, you know what, you add up all the positives, you add up all the negatives, but you have two negatives versus, say, 100 positive. It's the essence and the weight of those two negatives that are going to create a problem in your relationship, no matter how many positive elements that you have. Those negatives, they can destroy the relationship. And that's what I'm talking about, you know, the dynamics of love. And what does love really mean to you? And if you have totally two different, <laughs> I'm glad I can talk, totally two different views on that, there is going to be a problem. There's going to be huge issues, and it's just going to gnaw and tear apart the relationship, okay? And you don't want that. And these are things you want to look about and discuss. You know, smart Smart people, and believe me, I've been there, I've been dumb too, where you uh, look at, or maybe uninformed might be a better term than dumb, but you look at the elements where you don't look at this, you feel the chemistry, you feel the passion right off the bat, but you look at maybe you have significant differences, like I said, about religion, about the value of sex, the value of how much time you spend together, how you express love, right? Maybe it's, uh, you know, how you want affection and the other one isn't that affectionate. I get a lot of people, hopefully, can you see me? Hopefully, uh, people can uh, see me back. Oh, hopefully you can, I'm here, people. Hopefully, give me a shout out if you can still see. Hopefully you can. Um, 
There we go. Okay, sorry about that, people. If you, yeah, I agree. Uh, Colleen, you mentioned if you consistently argue about the same issue with no resolution, it's a problem and ultimately a deal breaker. Now, I, the consistency, you got me on that, Colleen, and I, I get where the consistency of an argument is with no resolve, but you have to look at the significance of that issue. If it keeps coming up and up uh, a reoccurring issue, a reoccurring problem, challenge, argument, chances are that is a significant issue. And I always look at, you know, if it's a continual argument or issue, you know what? What's the underlying factor, the underlying root? Is it caused by a lack of respect, a lack of integrity, a lack of honesty, passion, desire, a lack of feeling loved? You know, I try to get underneath all those issues, right? But if it's a, a recurrent issue about, you know what, I think I should cheat on you and you know what, the other one thinks I don't think you should cheat on me, that's going to be an issue, right? And this goes into, you know, with people, you know, sexuality and the view of love, you know, people swingers or people that are poly, that are in open relationships, uh, people know I'm, I'm very monogamous. That's my style. But, you know, I'm not judging those people. But if you have someone that wants a poly relationship and they're going to try to convince someone that wants a monogamous relationship to be poly or vice versa, there's going to be huge issues and chances are, one of them, you know, if one of them sells them, sells out the essence of who they are, what's important to them, you know what? Resentment's going to come in. Resentment is not going to filter and it's going to flood in and it's going to kill the relationship or marriage, okay? Uh, so you got to look at when you go into a, a relationship, a new relationship, whatever, you have to look at the primary values of each person, the primary, you know, expectations of what you view love as and what that potential partner views love as, okay? It's crucial. And if you you think one person is going to change your mind or, you know what, oh, maybe I'll change my mind on something that's very important to me or they're going to change their mind, you're fooling yourselves, okay? It might happen. I'm all about growing and evolving together. Um, I've said this thousands of times. You know, we're not the same people when we're 20 when we're um, 25, when we're 30, we evolve and grow. And I want people to be able to grow and evolve together over time, okay? You don't, I don't want people growing apart. And we look at, you know, we got to look at those huge differences. And you know what, how many people you might think somebody's attractive, you know, you feel chemistry and passion, but then, you know, you start talking and realize, you know what, uh, they want five kids, and the other one wants no kids. You know what? That is going to be a significant deal breaker. I think that's a given, right? But a lot of people don't look at, you know, the kid aspect. They don't look at, you know, what about significant differences how money is spent? Now, you can balance each other, right? You can have maybe one that's very, very uh, frugal with their money, right? Don't want to spend anything. Don't want to have fun, whatever. You know, always pinching pennies, always watching. You have someone that spends maybe more than they should, okay? Now, can those two learn to balance each other out that, you know what, the one that's very frugal maybe be able to lighten up a little bit and the one that spends maybe a little too much, maybe they can tighten it up and they can balance each other. Absolutely, that can happen. However, if you have more, you know, they're to totally polar opposites and it's a huge issue for both of them, that is going to... There I go again. I need to start talking more. <coughs> I'm choking over my words. I'm sorry, people. You need to be able to look at, you know, those polar opposites are going to create a problem in the relationship. And chances are it's going to turn into a power struggle or it's going to seem like a power struggle and trip to that person. Okay, so it's very, very difficult. You want to key in on those elements that are crucial to each other in the main differences. Again, you know, get on dating. That's, you know, dating sucks. Let's face it. I don't know how many people out there really love dating, but you need to be out there and you need to be able to feel um, the element to where you feel love, you feel important, but you want to look at without the chemistry to go on the key indicators and expectations that you have for a relationship, okay, for a marriage if you're going that route. But you got to be realistic, right? Yeah. 
it's nothing's perfect, but you got to key in on what is crucial to you. And you know what? If it's crucial to you, can you be okay with that same issue not being a big deal for your partner? It's huge, okay? And you, um, Chris, I agree. Speaking from <laughs> the best times cost nothing. Chris, you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. Um, correct. Deep-rooted morals and values come into play. Um, i.e. upbringing. And another thing, I'm going to, I'm glad you brought that up, Colleen. And Sherry, I'm going to get to your comment in a, in a bit. Um, I need to feel loved. We all need to feel loved, I think. That is crucial. That is the elements and dynamics about being in a relationship. We need to feel that way, okay? Um, but I want to hit on Colleen. You mentioned about, you know, deep-rooted morals, values. Again, this depends on each individual, and this depends on um, the relationship as a whole. You mentioned about upbringing and everything else. You know what? It can matter on upbringing. I get that. But how you were raised, right, and say how I was raised, what if they're different? Does that mean how you were raised and how the other person was raised, you can't have a great relationship? That's not necessarily true. It's how you understand the differences. But if you try to force each other, you know what? How I was raised is right. And that's the right way to raise kids. That's the right way. Look at I turned out great. And your partner, this is how I was raised. We did this. We had this tradition. And I turned out right. You know what? You both could be right or you both could be wrong. Right? What if um, you think you're okay, but you're both a-holes? Right? You don't know. But can you work on how you were how you were raised and how your parents were in a marriage does not make it right for you in your relationship. I'm gonna I'm glad you brought this up, Colleen. I'm not bashing. I'm educating or trying to educate people. A lot of people, you know, view relation I want the same type of relationship or marriage that my parents had. Or maybe the opposite. I don't want what they had. I get all that. But mainly focusing on, you know, my parents always, you know, that's why I view love. We base it on maybe our upbringing. Now, if you view it that way and your partner views it their way and how they were raised and brought up, what's going to happen? They could clash, right? And that's very, very similar, right? Like we talked about. If you have similar upbringings, you might have a lot better chances of making a relationship. I get that. But that doesn't necessarily mean... It's going to work out. What if you don't even know you're raised very similar and your parents both didn't love each other? There was no affection. There was no love expression. You know, but they got along. They didn't maybe argue. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe that's going to work out for you. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just giving you something to think about. How we were raised and how our parents are, no matter if we thought they were good, you know, had a good marriage or relationship, does not mean it's going to be good for us in our relationship or marriage. A lot of people assume this. A lot of people think this. And a lot of people get stubborn about this and are not flexible about it. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to run into issues if you think that way. And you got to get out of that box, if you will, how we're raised and whatever. We can pick and choose good things. I'm not saying, you know, eliminate everything. But if you go into it thinking, how you're raised or you want a relationship, how your parents had one, you know what? You are going to be, that's setting up for maybe unrealistic expectations for number one because you're a different person and your partner is a different person. So you can't have the same relationship. That's just a fantasy, number one. And you want to have a relationship that you want. You want to make your relationship, your marriage unique to fit your needs, both your needs, okay? We all need, you know, we all need to be able to have, uh, you know, want to be loved. I'm all about that, okay? Huge. So, you know, that is that is crucial. And I'm going back. Oops, Sherry had a question. I'm sorry. I have to go back and find it. Oh, I'm not ignoring you guys. <laughs> Hold on a sec. But I want to uh, go back to a few questions. I want to get at, um, you know, looking at, you know, Sherry mentioned women have, an intuition and can feel a vibe when there is no love for them or caring in the relationship. I hate to tell you this, Sherry, a lot of men, yeah, I get it, I'm a man, but yeah, there are a lot of men that are clueless. <laughs> 
there's a lot of women that are clueless too. So I'm going to tell you, it's not just women that have an intuition and they can't feel there's no love for them. There's a lot of men out there that feel that too. So I want to make that not a woman thing or a man thing. I want to make it an individual thing, okay? I want to get away from the male, woman type aspects and that because there's a lot of men out there that don't feel loved that, you know, and they can feel it too, right? They may express it. They might hide, withdraw. Women might be more in your face and nagging, bad. You know, there might be differences, but there's a lot of similarities in those aspects as well, okay? So we all want to feel love. I want to feel loved. I want to feel cherished. I want to feel, you know, passion. I want to feel craved. I want to feel like my lady wants to freaking rip my clothes off, okay? I, I want to feel like she's into me mind, body, heart, and soul, okay? That doesn't mean perfection, people, okay? That doesn't mean perfection at all, okay? Um, Cynthia, you mentioned um, everybody is raised different in some way, and raising your children would be just as different. I love it. Thank you. In that aspect, you have to work together. Cynthia, absolutely. You have to work and, you know, have expectations together. You know, you can bring and migrate you know, how you were raised, of course. You know, I think we all do that. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to form the relationship or the marriage how you want it, how you want it together. And like I said, if there's huge differences, there's going to be big freaking issues, okay? And chances are the relationship is going to get killed. Okay. Colleen again. We have, you know, how we have viewed relationships growing up relates back to how we sometimes handle situation, products of our environment. Colleen, I absolutely agree with you that way. And I always ask, you know what, does our environment, does that influence us or can we influence our environment, okay? I get that, how we're raised, our views, our values, but when we become an adult, can we challenge those, right? We're told and taught as kids, which is very hard, not to challenge our the views of our parents, the values of our parents. We're supposed to carry on the traditions, right, people? That's not always good. We want to break those traditions. Some of them that aren't healthy or don't work for us, right? They're, you know, someone's an alcoholic or the whole family, and so you want to carry on that tradition. That's not a healthy tradition to carry on, okay? What happens if you grow up in a very religious family and all of a sudden you're not religious, you don't want to be religious. Does that make it bad for you? Oh, sorry, dang it, I gotta fix that video. Oop. Hold on people, I'm right here, <laughs> sorry. We back, there we go. Oh, I gotta change the settings on that, sorry about that. Um, But you know, how you're raised, again, they do define us, but they don't have to define us entirely. That is going to be up to you to decide, okay? Don't allow fully how you were raised, good or bad, to dictate how you want your marriage or relationship. You can learn from it, okay? But I want you to form those uh, with your partner, period, okay? And look at, but going on how you define love, those differences can kill relationships, okay? How you view love, how you view expressions of love, if they're totally wide opposites, there's going to be issues. Wide opposite views on sex and sexuality, there's going to be issues, and chances are it's going to kill your relationship or marriage, okay? So try to find these things out as soon as possible, and you might have some people that lie, right? Have you been there where, oh, yeah, I love sex, I love sex, and then you find out in a relationship, they, you know, their view of love and sex is maybe once a month, and you want it freaking five, six, seven times a week. You know what? You got to find out what their perception. When you love sex, what do you mean by that? Or, you know what, when you're religious, one person could want to go to church or service, whatever, three times a week, and one person that says, I'm religion, goes to you know, church on Christmas Eve or once on Hanukkah, you know, everybody is different. So you have to look at the perceptions and, you know, what those mean. That's why I said, when you ask, you know, oh, what's your view of love, right? Describe it. Ask each other what your view is. How do you show love? How do you express your love for one another? Is it spending a lot of time together? Is it spending a lot of time away from each other? It's not a right or wrong. It's what works for you. But again, 
those polar opposites are going to create a huge, huge issue, people, okay? Um, going back, uh, Chris, you mentioned, yeah, women, men, women, men, women, gender is mute. It all has to come down to what matters. Chris, thank you. And you, I mean, we've been friends for a while. You listen to the show often. And we look at, you know, the dynamics about, you're right. I get right. There are some gender differences I get, you know, being a man, being a woman. But most people want to be loved. And it's about expressing the love that each other wants or needs without selling yourself out, okay? Now, I'm going to come back, take a little break, and I want to talk about sexy habits and um, maybe what your sexy habits are and getting on those aspects, okay? And also, how do you want to be shown, maybe how do you want to be shown that you're special, okay? We'll pick up on this. Do not go anywhere, okay? And hopefully uh, the video, I'm sorry, I'll have that corrected by uh, next week's uh, radio show, okay? Sorry about that. It keeps... Uh, it's just a setting on uh, video camera. I apologize. The new one I got, and i still learning about it. So I'm going to be back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere, people. I'll be back. Waking up, kissing the floor of a bathroom stall. This isn't any way to live, no, not at all. And every one of these kids is so original. everybody that was the great pretender by skyway traffic uh check them out youtube reverb nation facebook too skyway traffic that was the great pretender and we're back live on the art of relationships radio show okay and i promise i'll have the camera figured out later so we don't uh you know go to the freaking uh whatever you want to call it the screen share or screen whatever you want to say Anyways, 
uh, coming back, talking about, you know, huge differences and what love means and differentiate, you know, what love means to each individual and that the differences that can kill a relationship or marriage. You need to find those out ahead of time. And it's very difficult when we might be, you know, we might be very maybe falling in love with somebody and those differences are huge, okay? You know, how you treat each other, how you view each other. And I want to go back, um, you know, another aspect that Sherry brought up, you know, I want him to, you know what, put me in our marriage above anything or anyone. And this is a huge issue, you know, a huge difference too, which you have to define, you know, not only, you know, what love is, how you express it, you know what, and be honest. And, you know, hopefully they don't lie to you, but you also look at, you know what, I want to be a priority and we all know, you know, we work and I'm all for both people working in a relationship or marriage, whatever. But you look at also, you know, how do you spend time together? You know, if you work different shifts and, you know, how you spend time, that's another aspect and how you show each other, you love each other. You know, are you affectionate? Then you might want to be with someone that's affectionate. And this is a huge deal. I, you know, on a daily basis with couples in my office, I work on, you know, you hear complaining about, you know, they're working too much. I might be, you know, I might be one of those working too much too, but um, you got to pay bills. But anyways, you look at, you know, how you want to spend time together. One person might want to go out and do stuff, you know, the whole weekend and not sit home at all, where one person might want to do stuff maybe for one night and then sit home the rest of the weekend. And, you know, those dynamics, you know, there's a give and take, but if it is an essence, if you're an energizer bunny and you can't sit still and you're with the couch potato, chances are you're going to run into issues, okay? It's going to change the dynamics. So, you know, how you view a relationship, how you view what love is, how it's expressed, those are huge, huge things to talk about right off the end, you know, the on-site of the relationship, right? I would say the on-site of a marriage, but hopefully... <laughs> You're talking about dealing with these issues before you move in with somebody or before you get married, okay? Now, how many people out there want to talk about sex and what is sexy to you, okay? we got a few minutes left with Art of Relationships Radio Show. As I said, you can call me as always, 313 313-614-9498, 313-614-9498. Nine eight. Now, I'm going to get into, you know, how do you want to feel special sexually, okay? Do you want to feel ravaged? Do you want to feel, you know what, just freaking crave? Just, do you want your partner to devour you sexually? And what the hell does that mean to you? Sometimes it might mean, you know what, you want your partner to take your panties off with this teeth. How many ladies would like that? If you wear panties. <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe you don't. So, if he tries to take them off with your teeth, it's going to be skin. That's not a good thing, right? How many people you also want to look at, you know what? How do you want to feel special, you know, sexually as well? Some people want their little booty spanked, right? I'm all about little booties. But you look at the dynamics about what do you want, you know, to feel special and sexually and have you sort of shaken it up a little bit? Or do you sort of disconnect emotionally from sex and is it more just a physical act? You know, how do you want to feel special during sex with sex within your own sexuality and how it's expressed in your relationship or marriage? Have you thought about this lately? I talk about, you know, sex, of course, you know, every other show or whatever. I talk about, but I want to, you know, this one is a little bit different. And, you know, I talk about how you want sex, you know, what your favorite, maybe, you know, how to get more emotionally connected. But I want to know what makes you feel special with sex? With Are you expressing sex? Are you able to, you know, tell each other what you want, what you don't want? And, you know, how do you want to feel special being pleased physically and also being emotionally pleased during sex. And a lot of, you know, I deal with, you know, couples all the time. They've been married, say, 10 years, 12 years. And this topic, it, it still does not, um, I can't even think of a word now. It does not um, surprise me. There we go. I had a brain fart. Oh, here we go again. Dang it. 
um, had a brain fart. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me going to the areas to where um, that people come in and they're still awkward about talking about sex in their relationship or in their marriage. And they've been together for a long time. So when I ask this question to couples, you know, I ask, you know, how, how do you want to feel special sexually, you know? Uh, you know, I'll bring this up and they both look at me like they're two little kids that, you know, they're very maybe sexually immature, if you will, or very sexually insecure as a couple. And they don't want to talk about it. It's one of those things, you know, that they're afraid, they're scared. And I, I ask, and I, you know what, what would it take? And it, it's funny how, you know, they don't talk with themselves, been married 10 years, 12 years, 20 years even or been together four years, five years, living together. And I bring this up, and it's funny how they're both afraid to talk, but, you know, I try to get them to feel safe, and they talk about it within maybe the first or second session if that is an issue in their relationship. And I'm like, yeah, I'm smooth like that. No, not at all. I'm glad. I'm flattered. I can make them feel comfortable to talk about stuff that they've never talked about before. They want to. It's just scared. Maybe... It's giving yourself permission to talk about those things and what makes you feel special in a sexual aspect, in a sexual element, okay? Is it more, you know, the sensuality of sex? Is it more about, you know, you want more kissing? You want the eye-to-eye -eye contact during sex? Or you want maybe to jazz it up a little bit? Maybe you want it to be not all about your partner. How many people, right? It's all about them. Maybe, you know... There's men out here that complain their women are just going through the motions. You know, they just lay there like, okay, hurry up, get it over with. You know what? That does not make us men feel special, okay? Well, I want to get them off my butt, Greg. I don't want them to nag anymore. I don't want them to, you know, oh, my God, at least I have to do my wifely duty. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cringe. I don't ever, ever want to hear someone have to do their wifely duty or their husbandly or manly duty, you know what, That that's sad. That doesn't do anything, and it doesn't make your partner feel special sexually. It doesn't make them feel special physically, and it doesn't make them feel special emotionally. So you have to look at, yeah, I'm all about the emotional connection, but you also got to look at, you know, the dynamics. What, you know, what creates that? What is creating the, the issue with, you know, making each other feel special sexually? Is it because you don't feel special outside the bedroom, right? Maybe you don't feel like a team outside the bedroom. You don't feel loved or you're, you know, you're not getting the love expressed to you the way you want. Like I talked about before and the differences that'll kill your relationship. So also all those differences lead to your, you know, in the bedroom. But a lot of times if you feel special sexually in the bedroom with your partner, chances are that is going to help also the emotional connection sort of grow and evolve and get more connected outside the bedroom too. A lot of people don't realize that it can do that big time, okay? Now we look at um, talking about what you want during sex, like uh, Chinese takeout, like um, hot fudge sundae, like uh, <laughs> talking about what during sex. I know, Kelly, I'm playing. <laughs> you know, what you want, you know, lick me here, suck me there, touch me here, faster, slower, oh, baby, baby, uh, <laughs> spank me, spank me, whatever you want, and you look at, I want to see that passionate look in my eyes turns me on. Sherry, you know what, I'm with you. I'm very much into the eye-to-eye -eye contact. Not only that, Sherry, I'm going to, you know, makes you feel special. Not only the eye-to-eye -eye contact during sex, I'm going to creep you out a little bit, Sherry. And can you and your man have, what about, do you open your eyes during passionate kissing? A lot of people freak out and they look at me, Greg, that's just creepy. That's freaky. You know, our eyelashes will hit each other. You know what? Can you do it? And I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel like little kids at first if you've never done this. It's no different in a way when you're eye-to-eye -eye contact during making love and having sex. I love that, Okay. But you can also do it during kissing. And some people can't do that because it's, you know, kissing is so intimate. And what makes it even more intimate when you're kissing is having an eye-to-eye -eye contact 
why you're doing it, right? You can do it, and it creates so much more passion and more alive, and you can just, it allows your souls just to, to sort of melt together and to sort of intertwine even more, but there's a lot of anxiety with people even, you know, looking at the eyes during sex, um, you know, during sex, that, oh, sorry about the camera aspect, dang it, but you look at the elements um, that, you know what, there, there's an essence to it. There's a soulfulness to it during sex. But even so, with, you know, kissing that, you can have that eye-to-eye -eye contact. I want you to try it. It might be awkward. You might giggle. You might laugh. This is crazy. And feel awkward. That's okay. Anything new is going to feel awkward. But when you get used to it and you feel comfortable with each other, you know what? You both are going to feel more special, emotionally intimate, ways and also you can carry that into the sexual aspect too and not only you know making yourself feel special are you able to look at each other in the eyes as you are getting orally pleased or orally pleasing your lover you know some people oh my god don't look at me while you're licking me you know don't look at me why oh my god you know don't look at me while i'm down there you know what some people that's about maybe the sexual immaturity or insecurities that you're going with why maybe you can't handle the soulfulness, the intensity of that and feeling just fully vulnerable and open with each other or maybe within yourself. So that is something that you can work on and maybe can you handle that in your relationship. And I'm going to tell you, if you can get to that point, it's going to help you both feel special in a whole, whole different way, not only sexually, but emotionally as well, okay? Okay, now... I am going to say goodnight, people. Again, my apology with the camera issue. I will have that taken care of next week. And if I don't, I'll go back to the uh, webcam. I just, the video quality is better with this. So I wanted to bring a lot better show, a lot uh, easier to view, vibrant. So thank you so much for paying attention, people. Much love to everybody out there. Peace and love. Happy hump night. Make sure you check out my website, theartofrelationships.org, people. And that's above the video right here. Everybody, happy hump night. Peace and love to everybody out there. Keep spreading love and peace to all, people, okay? Take care. Good night.